0: A locavore is a person who chooses to consume food that is grown, raised, or produced locally. This is the Locavore Podcast, brought to you by White's IGA. Welcome to my Locavore podcast. I'm Ros White and this is the podcast where we dig deep into the stories behind the hundreds of locally sourced, artisan, bespoke and innovative products available to you in one location at Whiteside G.A. on the Sunshine Coast. Our Locavore program was officially launched in 2013 to showcase and highlight to our customers and our community where their food and goodies come from and help connect them to the families who create it. Sustainability is in everything we do. Every decision we make, it aligns with all our values. Being carbon positive and offsetting more than we produce with a goal to be the very first zero waste manufacturing warehouse. A toxin-free, sustainable journey was created to share with others and create a community of like-minded people who are not willing to compromise their health, nor the planet. With this mission in mind, and to educate and motivate people to make positive change, Sunshine Coast local, Ellie de Griva created a business called Go for Zero. And I'm delighted to have Ellie here as my local guest this morning. Hey, Thank you for having me, Ros. <laughs> it's great to have you here on this beautiful day. <laughs> Absolutely, those are your words yes. and your mission. Yes, powerful. There must have been a moment, an impact, that's taken you on a journey to you to have such a a fundamental change, or to inspire you to create Go for Zero. Tell me, what is Go for Zero? And what led you here? So maybe
1: I'll start with what led me here because that will really show why my mission is so value-driven. So when I had my firstborn, Gracie... When I came home with her, I would put her in a bath, she would come out, she would be in a full rash, like she would really react to any mainstream products. So as a mom, you always think it's about yourself. I can't have dairy, can't eat gluten. Mm. I tried to figure out what was wrong with, with my daughter. For some reason, when I had a bath with her, I just looked at the ingredients that were in my bath oil, that I had the baby bath oil, and I just couldn't understand them. I was like, hang on, maybe she's just reacting to something like that. So I started to research. And I started to dig deeper into all these ingredients. And I just, I everything that I found was that it's really very harsh on us. So I couldn't understand why. It was allowed in kids' products. So I started to dig deeper and I became this super mad researcher because I really had this aha moment. I was like, hang on, does, does the whole world notice except me. Mm-hmm. So I took my toothpaste, I took my shampoo, I started to research everything. And what I found was just really shocking at that moment for me because for me, businesses have to take care of their customers. We mm-hmm. buy from them, so you think there's a lot of honesty, a lot of transparency. And finding out that these ingredients were so harsh really led me to this big aha uh-huh moment and I was like hang on if I don't know that imagine other people don't know that either so actually my journey then I thought I'm going to do this amazing great thing I'm going to start to make my own products which is my first fail I would say because I started to bathe her in coconut oil and my mm. baby would be so slippery I would almost drop <laughs> her I made make like a charcoal face mask and I had to scrub it off oh, my face because no. it was all black like I learned quite fast that I wasn't great at making products Yeah, but that's what led my whole journey to where I am now Because the research into these ingredients also led me to research more into companies. So I started to learn a bit about their manufacturing processes. I started to learn about their packaging, about the waste, about the greenwashing. And for me, that really lit a fire in my belly. Mm -hmm. At that time, I was working in international retail strategy, which was in Europe. And I was working in retail and I was like, something needs to change. Something needs to be different. And I wanted to launch this one company that ticked all the boxes for me. Like I wanted it to be... Honest. I wanted it to, to be transparent. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be very clear. Give back to the community, like i Like I wanted. To have this really value driven company, and that just took me a few years because then we moved to Australia. My husband's Australian, and that was really my moment. I was like, Okay, I'm here now, a new country, I've got to start a whole new career. What am I doing? And in all honesty, I had a million ideas. I could come home to Mariana, and I would say, Oh, today I'm going to start an, a hat business because they're all so ugly. Like, I just had to really dig deeper into my passion, like, what is exactly what I wanted, and that brought me back to everything that I started to do at home, really research products and so on. So then one day I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to launch this company, which really has sustainable packaging, which are all toxin free. And I want to support local too. So I decided to start a quick pop-up store here in Calandra and in two months that absolutely took off and the reason i launched that was i wanted to do some research into what our customers looking for do i just start a store or what are their questions so i learned so much i learned that sustainability is extremely confusing for people the money part is a really big part why people find it hard to make the swap too and so on so once i closed that pop-up store it just took me almost a year to launch my online store, because I was researching so many products that were based in Australia, and then I just started to write product descriptions, and as you can hear, I'm not from Australia, right? (laughs) So it's very hard in a foreign language, so my husband was writing about organic tampons for me. Like It was just a real team effort to get that up, and that's how Go4Zero really started, really from a moment where... I was shocked to learn what was in my baby products and with the passion and the drive that I had for the environment and to do something really big and great in the world that's how actually go for zero started for me.
0: Yeah, wow. So your daughter, Gracie, yeah. was the catalyst obviously that Absolutely. ignited go for zero and launched the idea. But before then, did you have an interest in this in this space or was that was your experience with your daughter and the reaction that she had, was that the very defining moment where you just went, oh my gosh, I'm, I've am i got this, I've accumulated this awareness now. I've never really thought about this before, but now suddenly this is important to me personally and I want to be able to provide a solution. I can't be the only one experiencing this. Exactly. Was did you have this sort of passion for sustainability before, or was it your experience with your daughter that ignited it?
1: Hundred percent, my daughter. Wow. Yeah,
0: because you worked in retail before. Yep, absolutely. And so you would have been supporting marketing. Yep. Yep. a lot of products yep. that the very thing. Yeah, absolutely. That created go for the the adverse reaction that your daughter had. Yeah, and I, you're right because when you think about whether it's baby shampoo or yep. any shampoo, any product like that, there's a whole pile of names in the ingredients that none of us really understand what the heck they are, do we? Nope, so how plan. do we really know, I guess, is the question. What is? What are yep. we putting in our bodies? What are we putting on our bodies? And it's not until you perhaps have that experience where yep. suddenly there's an adverse reaction that you go, wait a minute, Yeah. What am I consuming?
1: Yeah, and I think also like it goes back 10 years almost now. Sustainability is now becoming so much more mainstream, but back then it wasn't. So I didn't really grow up extremely sustainable or on a farm like I'm really I was just someone working a corporate job I loved it loved retail and then this just happened and that just shook me and that was it that's where it started for me so there's nothing prior to my daughter I can't say I was this super making my own natural deodorants and walking around bare feet at all not at all
0: yeah it's funny how life delivers yeah. certain things and experiences that takes us on a whole new path, yes. isn't it? Your products are 100% toxin-free yep. in accordance with the strictest toxin-free yep. criteria on the market, EWG. What's that stand for, it's EWG?
1: environmental working group. So it's an platform where you can actually research all ingredients and they give you back a score. So right. they say, if I type in tea tree oil, like it might give me back a score of two, saying you know what, if you have it in a high amount in a product, it can be actually, someone can have a reaction to it. So I always use that for my personal use before I started go for zero. Like with my daughter, that's how I fell onto this website, or that platform, and I still use it today and I list it on my website because I would love people mm. to do so, right, their so own research.
0: just repeat what it is. That
1: EWG, it's so
0: www.ewg.org.org. Yeah. WG. WG.org. WG.org. Okay, great. It's a great resource, obviously, Absolutely. for people that are interested yeah. to understand. And you find ev-
1: it. like you find so many good even blog posts about it if you're after yeah. these things. Yeah. So that's what I use every day with every product that we're looking at, and we score it. We keep a clear sheet with every score of every ingredient for every product.
0: Yep. So what makes your products safe for you and the planet? Yeah. Apart from the fact they're toxin free, but how are they toxin free? What are the raw ingredients? Without giving away any secrets, yeah. <laughs> the raw ingredients that makes a product effective. So we're talking cleaning products. We're talking products that you would use on your body, your skin. Mm-hmm. What makes them toxin free, and how do you build? How do you create that, and still have an effective product? Yeah, it's going to do what it what you need it to do, like clean. Yeah. <laughs> So I think we're really
1: taught that you need chemicals to clean, for example, or you need a bleaching agent to make your clothes white. Like that's just marketing that we get hit by every time, every TV ad. So I think once you can take that away and just open up, okay, even if there's no chemicals then it, does it do the washing? Does it work? And I think if you look back, like my grandma, she used to grate soap to do her laundry. There were all soap flakes. She had a block with soap. It was all a hand wash. So nothing came in liquids because you got to think, for example, if you look at a, let's take cleaning product, right? About 95% of your liquid cleaning product is water. Mm. So we're actually paying for water to be shipped to us. And there's only a tiny amount of active ingredient. So often our products, which are in zero waste too, they only have the active ingredient. So you add your own water and then you don't have any hash chemicals with it either. So it's just that mix that if you realize that you don't really need the hash chemicals to clean effectively, if you're willing to try something else, you see it as exactly the same job. Mm. So I think it's more we are marketing is so misleading or can be so misleading and we just accept it as the truth. Mm. But there's other options out there. It's not that the chemicals don't clean, but it's not the only way to clean.
0: Do you use regenerative raw material? Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. So the basis of all the products is natural. And that comes to if you look at skincare for example, that would be things like shea butter, cacao butter, coconut oil. So all the soaps that we have, there's absolutely nothing in there that is harsh or and that often comes down to scents too because any scented products when there are synthetic fragrances in it it's again the same and i react if i i post open on social media if i travel for a day and i use the soap in the toilets i show my hands around my rings it's all white and flaky i'm I really i'm super sensitive to any synthetic fragrances mm. so i have to use natural products like for me i get confronted by by products that don't wouldn't work in my store because of my own skin because i react to it and obviously my daughter yeah. still reacts to it so, you're- so. You obviously
0: have that genetic – it's in your genetic makeup that you have a sensitivity there which you yeah. maybe passed on to your daughter. Yeah. But do you find that your sensitivity has maybe increased since you haven't been using the other products? Since you have been using the natural products, has your sensitivity to other more it's synthetic – It's probably
1: possible. Yeah. So I honestly don't know because I don't obviously – or how I'm like – the way mm. I, I set up my store is – I just look, what do I need in my home? Mm -hmm. Because I know then customers would also look for that. So all the soaps, hand washes, even dishwash tablets, everything that we have at home has been scored and has nothing harsh in it. So it's true, I'm in my own home, so I don't have Mm -hmm. anything that would really flare my skin up. Yeah, unless you're
0: out and you're using product Exactly, unless
1: I go out. So
0: You personally test each product. So I have this image of you with looking over a Bunsen burner with a big white coat on and big thick glasses (laughs) (laughs) about to process or develop a product. Is that how it happens? How do do you you test and and create these products? And what are your fails? I'm sure you've had a few that are probably like, oh, that did not go well.
1: (laughs) I would love to tell you my fail first, which is, It's incredibly hard to find floss that is also home compostable. You know, like there's bioplastics out there and so on. It's not home compostable. So my mission is really to find floss. And I know everyone's, I get so many questions about it. I'm like, I can't find it. You have silk floss, which is not vegan then, but we want a company that shows that the mutts are not like killed off. So we have so many high standards for our product. So I just can't simply find it. So... I found a reusable floss, which is like oh, a silicon okay, thing between your right. hands. Well, um, so Interesting. I, I go on social media. I say, look, I found these, I've got samples and I'm so incredibly excited. So I'm flossing on there, loving it actually. And then I just show how it works. And then I just come home and I said, oh, Mary, can you try this? Like we just, the whole team got one and he does it and it breaks instantly. Like oh. it was just, uh, and it was such a huge disappointment because I've been looking at it for a year. I was like reusable option. That's the best one. It's such an innovative product too. And it broke straight away. So no one would love it if they get that at home and you create more waste. Yeah. So things like that, like we just when we get a product in or when suppliers reach out to us, sometimes we like, get
0: a piece of grass or a stick from the garden, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> it's a bit of inspiration. Try. Okay,
1: exactly. <laughs> so when they reach out to us or when we reach out to them, the first thing we do is we have a meeting with the supplier to more understand their vision behind it, their mission behind, and. Once this really aligns with us, then I look at the product. So I score the ingredients, I look at the packaging, I look where it's made and so on. And when that ticks all our boxes, that's when I get a product in and that's when I start testing it. So, for example, if you talk about cleaning products, I get the cleaning products where you have tablets that you pop in and add some water to Let's it. Let's talk
0: about dishwasher tablets okay, because yep. yep, to me, in my mind, they're quite harsh, aren't they? they are, yeah. Yeah, and... So I guess your competitors, they promote the fact that this yeah. is it's this little power bubble that it's yeah. is gonna strip the grease out and yeah. least amount of elbow grease yeah. we're gonna the magic little tablet's gonna just make your dishes and the yeah. enamel and your pots and pans absolutely sparkling clean. And how do you how does your product compare to that? What is in it and how do you achieve that?
1: So that was also one of my Probably a year until I found it. We have one on now, uh, which is charcoal. So charcoal, activated charcoal. So it actually draws dirt together. So that one, when I tested it, I just loved it. I had tested a lot, and the issue is indeed is more the fragrances too. Yeah. So and often when you take your dishwasher, like you really smell it. There's mm-hmm. like this strong cleaning smell on it, yep. which I'm really sensitive to again, my my scent. So I just really didn't like using it, and that's how I started to look for it because I couldn't find an option that was also zero waste because often they come in a Ziploc bag inside the cardboard bag. So we just wanted to strip that out too. So that's why a product like that took me actually a really long time to find. I think we've only had it on for a year and they're in our top 10 bestsellers. So it's a great product, really beautiful and works with charcoal and any like gentle Cleaning agents, like nothing, no harsh chemicals in there.
0: You also have a range uh, of beautiful like loofers and yes. brushes and they're so natural. And they're jolly good too. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what is your range. Just yes. talk us through how extensive it is and what some people might be able to discover. They can go and look at your website, mm. which is goforzero.com. .au, yeah. .au. Uh, and have a look at your range. But, yeah, tell, talk us through some of the range and how extensive it yeah. is.
1: Right now we've got about 2,000 products which are on the website. You've been a busy um, little
0: beaver, haven't yes. you? When did you establish Go4Zero? Four and a half years ago. So in four and a half years you've developed 2,000 products.
1: So not only our products. So we have our own range yeah. and we have a range that we wholesale from other Australian businesses and that's where it comes right. in, where we call with the founders. So of our own personal range, we've got about 70. Still
0: that's yeah. still quite yeah. good isn't it? And
1: the it? reason that we started this is often because we saw a gap in the market and we couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't find a great option for it. Or we found it but didn't love it. So that's where I started to create my own products. And that's where I could see, oh, hang on. Like it's amazing to and create your own. The passion behind it too. And then seeing the feedback from customers. It's, it's something that we really care a lot about. Because when I launch a product or even test the product, I take really the customers on the journey too. So I hop on social media and I say, look, because I just got to a up brand in. I'm just opening the box, trying it on asking all the questions and from there I also can understand and already what will the questions be what are my frequently asked questions that I need to be able to answer sure. and so for our own range if you talk think about the loofahs mm. it's from a loofah plant it looks like a cucumber almost and they're all natural they are so soft on your skin but the amazing thing is that it can just in the end go in your composter or if you don't have a composter you can even dug a hole in the ground and just chuck it in because the worms will eat it because it's all natural because if you think about these plastic loofahs right like where do they go that's not recyclable that's has different materials and it's extremely hard to recycle these things every product that we launch we look at how does it replace waste yeah and how long does it last, but also what's the end life of it. So it's not only who makes it, making sure there's no child labour if it comes from overseas, if there's no production facility here, but definitely the end life is really important to us. If someone's finished with it, now what? Yeah. Where does it go? That's
0: right. So your zero waste philosophy and yes. you want to become the very first manufacturing warehouse, which is zero waste, also involves packaging because packaging, so you have your product, you have the end life of yes. the product. Where does it go? How yeah. does it dealt with? How does it impact on the planet? But the, it's the packaging as well, as important as the product itself. Yeah, And we have too much packaging, don't we? It might make things look beautiful. It might sell a product. Packaging yeah. is important. Packaging is very yeah. important yeah. to the eye of the consumer. It is. Yeah. But if you can have appealing packaging that is actually good for the planet or zero waste, yeah. that's exceptional. And that's that's. And the and so right. What that's it, yeah. So what are you doing in this space?
1: Yeah. So for us, so we don't have any plastic packaging because plastic is like we're all in this plastic consumerism, okay. which is the issue where we're in today right there's so much waste out there that we just can't mm. process it at all anymore so what we do is we look at a recycled cardboard so we use recycled cardboard for our packaging but we also reduce take the packaging away and that's something easier online than in a store i would say but we also give people the option to purchase without packaging and then give them a discount because if you purchase one of our best sellers is our addition laundry blocks if they purchase this once with the packaging They've already been on our website, so they've read about it. Then once they have the packaging, they can see it's nice. But after that, you really don't need it because packaging, how long does it last in your house? In all honesty, maybe definitely if it's a soap block, it could last you five to ten seconds. Mm -hmm. Like you take it out, you toss it and you use it. There's also different things. Obviously, I have pumps and like that that would last longer. But even then, the life cycle of that would be maybe two to three ma- months for a hand wash and then it goes in the bin. So it's really looking at how can we just not have that part from creating all the plastic to having to dispose of it and only 9% worldwide gets truly recycled. That's nothing. If you look at your bin, your recycle bin, 10% Tiny. of that's nothing. That's a real issue because we all think as consumers, and rightly, we think if we put it in our yellow bin,
0: yeah, it's we're doing with. the right thing. Yes.
1: And this will be recycled, but it's not because there's so much contamination. Yeah. There's so many wrong products in there. The machines don't always pick up on it. So the recycling, for me, I'm not against recycling, obviously, because we need to do it, but recycling is absolutely not the solution. It's yeah. reducing, actually removing is a solution, having no packaging. Yeah. And if it needs to be that, you just got to reduce it or it has to be really something like home compostable.
0: And there are easy solutions in our stores We have, for decades, I think it stems from when I was a little girl, and that's how we used to get our groceries, in cardboard boxes. Yeah. And I can remember mum would do an order to the store. I lived in the country, and the truck would turn up, and and all our products would just be in cardboard boxes. Obviously, it was just a sensible way to transport the goods. But when when we have grocery stores, so we've always offered that solution to our customers. Yep. Don't buy a plastic bag. Have a free cardboard box. Yep. Products come in a cardboard box. Yeah. They can go out in a cardboard box. Absolutely. And you're never going to have your products better looked after than when they're secure in a box. And then you can reuse that box yep. again yep. at home for whatever and or deal with it responsibly so that it's not impacting or minimising the impact. And that's just a simple solution that we can all do. Yeah. But there's so much more we can. It's just really opening our mind and changing behaviour, yeah, isn't it? And
1: that's it. It's changing a habit, is it yeah. because we're so used to just grabbing in a plastic bag because yeah. it's easy to Well roll. never fear
0: if you forget your plastic bags when you come into a Whites IGA, you just grab a box. A box, yeah. Don't have to worry Absolutely. about the bag. No. <laughs> and we're very proud to have your products in our stores, yes. Ellie. It's Same. just such a it's such a a privilege. And and our customers can also share in your passion, and support you, a local business. So where are you based here on the Sunshine Coast? Yes, where are you based, and what's your what's the backbone of your business? You know how many people you've got in your team, and yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit about that.
1: So we're based in Kunda Park. So we started in Moffat Beach, outgrew that way. I started in my spare bedroom, right? (laughs) Spare bedroom, to garage, to Moffat Beach, and now we're in Kunda Park. We're a team of six now, and... It's an online store, right? That's the main thing we yeah. do. But one of my main jobs is, and obviously, I'm so passionate about what I do. It's the educational part. I yeah. love educating people about, like, addition laundry block. Did you know it? You can use it for four different things in your home, so that replaces so much clutter even yeah. in your home. Like, you don't have to recycle anything. Your
0: shopping list doesn't have to be as long. No, so you've got less to forget. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, less to buy, which is good for your budget. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this yeah, and just to show how the products are different, I think was one of the big gaps that I could see when I launched my store. So, it's really where my passion lies. I think talking to customers and really explaining how it works and that we actually all can make a difference with the tiniest change, and it's one thing, Not your bag, grab mm. a box in your IGA. Yeah. like that's it's it sounds like a tiny thing, but imagine that we all do that. Yeah. It's
0: massive. Yeah. Yeah the collective of the one percenters. Yes, yeah. yeah. uh, Which actually has a big impact. So tell me, Elliot, just a little bit more about you and your personal background. So where did you grow up? How did you get to this part of your life? What was your little life's journey? Obviously, you're married to Murray. Yes. Two beautiful children, (laughs) Gracie and Harper. Harper. But yeah, what's your story? Where did you grow up? How did you land here on Mm. the beautiful Sunshine Coast?
1: Yes. So I grew up in Belgium, actually, in a Family-owned hotel, so I always grew up in a family-owned business. We had no separate rooms, so you know the TV was with customers, where we ate was with customers or with the staff, and I personally loved it. And it's not a big hotel, right? It's like a little tower like a store food.
0: type of hotel, and <laughs> I run like multi towers <laughs> image in my head for some reason. That is weird.
1: <laughs> and obviously, all the kids worked in it. We would do breakfast cleanups we would do sit at a reception make the bed so I have a dust allergy which was awesome because I hated making rooms so I could sit at a reception or do the dishes and I just loved the customer environment I always loved helping as a kid you try to if I take the luggage up maybe I'll get a euro who knows and then that just makes your day you can buy candy so things like that so I always loved being around customers but after a while I just got sick of the work so I became a lifeguard during my university studies so so oh, I'm actually so psychologist. a psychologist. Yeah,
0: you did a master's yeah, in psychology. I've which got is, a That's a massive achievement. Yes. My goodness me. My daughter's doing – she has an aspiration to do her, her master's, so she's doing her honours at the moment. But oh, wow. That's huge. And I think it's so important
1: in business because it's really – that emotional intelligence, right? Like you you really learn about people. Like how do teams function? So mine is work in organisational psychology. Mm. So it's really about how can we communicate better? If there's conflict, okay, how do we manage
0: that? How yeah. do we make effective... Or how do, what makes consumers tick?
1: Exactly. Really what's behind our thinking processes. (sighs) After that, I became a coach. So I would take High Potentials and just do these meetings. We would have these exercises that they do and I would run behind with a notebook and write down, okay, at nine o'clock, nothing happened. 9.05, they're yelling at each other. 9.07, one walks away. And just to learn about all these team dynamics. So my job was really giving feedback on teams and how can they improve. And after that, I just felt I was quite young to do that because we had a lot of, like, managers in there. And I just came out of uni. So I thought, everyone keeps telling me on how political their company is. Like, I've got to learn this. I want to know more. So I applied for an a traineeship in one of the biggest retailers, like a Woolies here. And I got selected for it, which was amazing because what they did, they let me work six months in the stores And that gave me so much respect Mm. of the people that work in store because it's almost... Every day the same. You replenishing things like it's Customers disturb you every minute. It just like that. Absolutely. It just taught me a very humble way of like everyone in the store. Now I'm like hello, good morning. Like I know, like you've probably got disturbed Expect a million times. Expect the unexpected. That's exactly the, yeah. exactly. Always, so that was day. a very valuable thing and something I take in my company too. Everyone has to start packing boxes, but I just loved that idea. And then they sent me to America for a project in marketing, and the project was removing plastic bags from supermarkets. There you go. And I was really put in a corner there. They were like good luck. You're this intern from the headquarters. You do your thing, right? And look it was at me incredibly- now you should say, look yeah, at me yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredibly hard because it was so many years ago. Like I'm talking, I don't know, 12 years ago now. That was hard. Like people were like, "No, we can't do this." And in the end it was a very good project because we used a lot of social media. And then I had six months that I worked in headquarters in international retail strategy. And that's where I landed my job, which was absolutely amazing because I was able to go to all the country heads, the COOs, to talk about KPIs. And then I moved into mergers and acquisitions and so on. And then I had my baby and then I was <laughs> like, hang on. <laughs> yeah. My life yeah. needs to be less traveling and I still need a passion because I'm very driven. Yeah. And I still wanted to find something. And I think also it's been always in my character to... I never loved doing what other people do. And that became a big issue for my parents. If my parents said, go left, I definitely would go. No, no hesitation. Yes, yes. (laughs) And always have been. And I think still I've got a daughter now, so it is very hard to manage. But I think there's always been something in me that I just never looked at the world as... If someone tells me it's how we've always done it, then I'm like, that's a red flag for me. If you've always done it like that, then we've got to change something because the world changes, like things have changed. Mm. And I think it's something that really helped me in go for Zero too, because I do feel I go against the grain all the time. Mm. Some products that I launch, people are like... Pfft. Why would you do that? So, and that's where I have to explain a lot. But it's yeah. just changing that mindset, of course, from what we've been using to something new. So mm-hmm. I think it actually helped me a bit, my character in setting up Go for Zero, which is going against the grain a lot.
0: Yeah. Before we wrap up, we could keep talking for days. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many more questions I want to ask you. Just one of the big highlights in your journey so far, and what your future plans are, and then. I want you to tell me a little bit about what your personal mentor is, the motto that is within you that inspires you and mm. drives you.
1: So the first question was the, the biggest moment or the proudest moment. I would actually say this year I became number one in e-commerce in Australia Beating Booktopia, beating the iconic. Wow. I think I was going to vomit and faint at the oh, same time when they called my name. Like, I could not believe that happened. Amazing. But well that done. just shows how the world is changing, yeah. how people are changing. I have nowhere sales near to them, not even close. And I do think there were a lot of people around me that were like, what? Why? But it's that. There's a the economy is more meaningful now like yeah. you do like being local supporting yeah. local people care people want to know more things like that mm-hmm. and that's why I'm up there I'm not there because I have the biggest team or the biggest sales I I'm there because I really have strong values because yeah. we give back because we care about our customers we care about the products we care about the planet so I think that was one of my proudest moments well done. I would say because Fantastic. that blew my mind I never knew I was there by myself I didn't take anyone off the team I was like never gonna win any of this so I was by myself there too so good and my personal mantra that's a good question gosh maybe something that I tell my girls almost all the time so that just teaches me that's probably my mantra it's good to be different I tell my kids all the time like when they have something or they want something or they said something I said it's good to be different. Imagine we're all the same in this yeah. world. How boring would our world be? Yeah. It's good to be different. And I know it's hard. Sometimes it is hard, but you know what? One day you'll learn it's okay to be different and it's good to be you. You be you. It's fine. It's awesome.
0: I love that. Yeah. Ellie, thank you. <laughs> thank it's been you an absolute joy. Let's talk again soon. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> A locavore is a person who chooses to consume food that is grown, raised, or produced locally. This is the Locavore podcast, brought to you by Whites IGA.